gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece and pieces Bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. Today, Patricia Negron and I will continue to cover the takedown of the global child sex trafficking networks with the latest developments in the child sex trafficking scandals and court cases of Jeffrey Epstein and the trial taking place now in the Nexium sex cult. Our main focus today, though, will be on the death of Hollywood actor Isaac Cappy who for the past year has been a major whistleblower in exposing Hollywood pedophiles and their connections to the politicians like the Clintons. Nearly a year ago, on August of 2018, Trish and I covered the latest developments in Isaac's reporting on Hollywood pedophiles, together with satanic ritual abuse survivor Fiona Barnett from Australia. We also covered the unexpected death of investigative journalist Jenny Moore, who was our best uh, global child sex trafficking research who was about to release information on the rape of a child by Bill Clinton and many other D.C. elites at yacht parties where child sex trafficking rings were set up. But coming back to the present, on May 9th, Isaac put out a video to start a campaign to force the unsealing of the court records in the Epstein case. And on May 10th, he put out another video with a song promoting the unsealing of the Epstein case. He pointed out that the Epstein's attorney, Alan Dershowitz, and journalist Mike Cernovich were trying to manage the unsealing of the records in the Epstein case. As we have been reporting on this show for weeks, in the last court hearings in the Epstein case, the judge said that Epstein and his attorney, Dershowitz, were both involved in Epstein's child sex trafficking network. And the victim's attorney, Paul Castle, said in a press conference that there is a universe of 24 girls that Dershowitz may have sexually abused. Two more women have now filed papers in the Epstein case saying they were sex trafficked to Epstein, by Epstein to Dershowitz. In his videos, Isaac calls Jeffrey Epstein the keystone of pedophilia and child trafficking. And he said Epstein is a controller, the money controller, and Epstein is paying off everybody. He also said that Epstein's island was a Mossad honey trap and that Epstein ties it all together. He specifically said it's the Royals, it's Hollywood, it's the Clintons, Fucking everybody, he said. He called it the Mossad Media Matrix Network. In his campaign to release the records, Isaac said, with the unsealing of Epstein's court records, everything would fall apart. Everything would fall down. And then, on Monday, May 13th, reports came out that Isaac had committed suicide at 7.30 a.m. by jumping off an overpass on Route 66 near Flagstaff, Arizona, and that he was killed when a car hit him. There are many suspicious aspects to this story, and Trish and I will discuss all those today. From Australia, Fiona Barnett put out a eulogy for Isaac and said, Isaac did not commit suicide. He was murdered in the USA child trafficking capital of Arizona by opportunists who seized his last testimony as grounds for another two bullets in the back of the head scenario. She asked, was he thrown off the overpass? Was he ever there at all? Or did the military thugs shoot out his tire and drag him to their nearby military base for a dose of Siegelman's torture techniques? One of the main Hollywood pedophiles that Isaac has been exposing is Tom Hanks. And there's some very interesting information that has been revealed that ties Hanks to this supposed suicide. 
For instance, on April 4th, 42 days before the, before the 42-year-old Isaac supposedly killed himself, Hanks posted a picture of a glove on the ground on his Instagram account, and he wrote, Historic Route 66, roadkill? I hope not, Hanks. We will discuss more about Hanks in the show. Many child sex trafficking researchers are investigating this suicide, and a tour guide from Arizona, tour guide from Arizona who goes by the name Phoenix Enigma, says he drove under the overpass where Isaac supposedly committed suicide at 9:25 a.m. on Monday, and there was no cops or people cleaning up the area. There was nothing out there, he said, two hours after Isaac's death. He says he drives under that overpass every time he takes people to the Grand Canyon. Another researcher, Michael Dade, called Bart Graves of the Department of Safety, and he who told him that they didn't get the scene cleaned up until 10.30 a.m. So who's lying here? We will also discuss the latest news in the Nexium child sex trafficking trial and the revelations made in testimony in that case over the past week. And finally, we will also cover the latest news on the horrifying tactics being used to force mandatory vaccines on the entire country and share our gratitude with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for standing up against the pharmaceutical industry and trying to save our children from these toxic vaccines. So welcome to the show, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. Uh, it's good to be back. What a uh, what a series of events with Isaac, huh? And I mean, and uh-huh. especially when the judge in that case turns up dead just weeks into this, you know, um, and the uh, this, the records being unsealed being the big issue at hand. I mean, and it all it all does tie together and. I did not realize that Isaac's last couple of videos were specifically about Epstein in that way. And and it makes so much sense now because his death is clearly not a suicide or an accident. So, I mean, you can see there are just too many coincidences there to write it off so quickly. And the idea that no one would investigate it just tells you even more clearly that it's a cover-up of some kind. Right, right. You know, the night before he died, he put up this video. I call it a despairing video. He says he did some horrible things, and and he's so ashamed, and he's doomed, and all these things. And and it's really bizarre because this video that he put up, um, other people that are researchers saying that there was other people in that room, that he didn't put this video up by himself, you know, that other people made him put him up and say these things and everything. And so then it was the next morning that he supposedly commits suicide. But in that video, he specifically says he will not commit suicide, that he's not suicidal, that he won't commit suicide, you know. And so then the next morning, this happens. Yes. And And I think um, you and I both have experience with people who are suicidal, and he did not exhibit signs in that video that he was suicidal. No, no. This this is really scary, and people need to know this overpass. You know that um, uh, it's only like twenty feet high. You know, it's all in this desolate area. All in this desolate area. There's nothing around there. You know, and it's so bizarre because you know we can't figure out. You know, did he drive up there? on this desolate overpass to jump off. And like I said, if you were going to commit suicide, you're going to jump off a a 20-foot overpass. Right, right. 
Wow, you know, those are good, bizarre. really so great bizarre. observations. Yeah. How'd he get there? And then they said, and how did those kids find him if he was, like, if it's so desolate and there there isn't regular traffic? And then how, where did the car come from that hit him? Like, the, if there's no one else around, how could they have not seen him and avoided hitting him? You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. And, and so they said that the, the two teenagers uh, tried to stop him, but he forced himself up that interpath. Well, what were them teenagers doing there at 7.30 in the morning out here in this desolate area? What the hell would these exactly. teenagers be doing? And nobody's exactly. come out. We can't get the names of those teenagers to ask them about this. You know, they've just closed everything down. That's it. I mean, you know, whenever there's such a um, dearth of details and um, witnesses and other things, it just... It gives it all away. There, there is something very nefarious behind this. And again, the judge in that case dropped dead not three, four weeks before this happened, specifically in the middle of the discussions around making those rec- records publicly available. And we know, well, as you, you know, pointed it- out, like with Nexium, we now know for a fact that those two cases are tied. The Bronfmans are billionaires themselves. We see this, all of these billionaires tied together in this network and all desperately trying to keep it under wraps. And Claire Bronfman just got out of child sex trafficking charges herself. And, you know, you, how is that coincidental? How? It, it is not. It is not. And, you know, I've been researching this steady, you know, since his death. And and it's hardly anybody that has has put together that he had just started this campaign to unseal those I had been records. You know, yeah, I did not videos. know that either. I was... Yes, and so it, and yesterday, one person mentioned that that he had put up an Epstein video, but I zeroed in on that immediately. You know, and I and I listened to those his videos over and over on that. And yes, that is his goal. That you know, three days earlier, he starts this campaign to unseal those records one way or another, and, and he's right. Those records, we've talked about that before. If they were unsealed, they will reveal everything. Those oh yeah. Well, again, remember um, one of the issues in Claire Bronfman's case, and just to be clear, Claire Bronfman funded this child sex trafficking network to the tune of $100 million, okay? If that doesn't make someone culpable, Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure what what does. And in addition to that, she funded $30 million um, to this doctor, Brandon Porter, who was at this Nexium mixer that um, Ben Zinkas told us about, where Huma Abedin, uh, Michael Avenatti, and... Stormy Daniels and um, Eric Schneiderman and all these heavy hitters were there. So she's poured at least more than $100 million into these organizations, and she will not spend a day in jail, okay? This is a child trafficking network, and also as part of those records, they talk about them spying on five judges federal judges who were overseeing their cases and you know those judges knew what was going on and that whatever was in those cases was highly damning 
And so, again, we see these billionaires using their money and influence to corrupt, blackmail, and at times murder people in order to to save themselves. Yeah, and look at even now. It's it's is it is it the Claire Broffin that that uh, did the plea deal, the one that's going to pay six million dollar fine? Yeah, yeah, and then that's and then she's only going to get yeah, and she's only going to get uh, up to uh, uh, twenty seven months in jail. And if she get if they if they sentence her to over that, then she can appeal that case. Now, what is this? Yep. That these billionaires well, Evelyn, can do this. And then, and then, think about the fact that, is it Nancy Saltzman, her chief operating officer, is the one who is facing the hard time. She will likely go to jail for many years. But it was Claire Bronfman that fucking funded the thing and called herself, she, she had the role of running the organization, and Nancy Saltzman was one of her employees. Yet it's Nancy Saltzman who is the one who's going to jail, not the billionaire ever. It's the it's the super predator criminals who all, can hide behind all this money, who never go to jail, and they they have spent their lives doing this stuff. This isn't a just random event. She was spying on her own father, and and this, right, right. this is a way of life for these people. Yeah. Yeah, and another one that they um, looked at the records was Chuck Schumer, right? That they were exactly. spying on, and and uh, and 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 the father's uh, emails with Hillary Clinton. Yep, yep. You Hillary know, this Clinton. This was they had part of their whole deal. Yeah, I mean it, it's hard not it's hard to talk about these cases separately because, like you say, they are so entwined. They you are. Know, it's come out too in the Nexium case about how much uh, they they contributed to Hillary Clinton. You know, and then Brock's yep. sisters, they're members of the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. It's, it's all tied together. But to think that these these people are going to get off with those light sentences for running a global child sex trafficking network, this is insane. Well, and you look at Alan Dershowitz. Um, you know, oh. this is a guy who, you know, slimy as it is to be defending Jeffrey Epstein in the first place, this is a guy who went on national television over and over and over again and sneered these girls, okay? And now it turns out that there are 24 separate women who say they were abused by him as minors. That is not, you're not talking one or two at this point, 24. So obviously, there is something going on there. You don't, you can't just drum up 24 people like that. And the other thing is that these women all give very credible statements. If you take the time to read them and find out what they did report and when they reported it, and then how law enforcement not only failed to respond, but it swept it under the rug. I mean, and, and then Jeffrey Epstein who's charged with multiple counts of child sex trafficking. This is not someone who supposedly molested a couple of girls. He's fucking trafficking them to his buddy, okay, over years. And then he's sentenced 
complete, he gets winds up with a plea deal for a single count of soliciting a minor and then doesn't even have to register as a sex offender. This is a billionaire who has systematically trafficked hundreds of girls around the world. Yep. Gets, yep. You know, gets off like that. It is outrageous. And then, lo and behold, the judge drops dead as soon as this case is opened again. And well, yeah, and he, he's the one that said that the record should be unsealed. And then remember, um, two people filed another motion quickly saying that they didn't want him unsealed, but one was for a victim. And I can see that, that she didn't want her name revealed. But another one, for it was an undisclosed person, a John Doe. So who is that person that didn't want those records right. unsealed? So here we sit, and the judge dies, and now they're not unsealed. The records aren't unsealed. And right. here we sit, uh, it's been, well, it's been a month or two now since the judge ordered them unsealed. Then they filed those um, other motions, and now the records aren't unsealed. So Isaac putting out this campaign to unseal those records, he's like you and me. He knows that, yes, they yeah. will open up everything, and it will reveal everybody. Because those girls will, in those in that court case, in different, um, in prepared for different trials and stuff and motions, they will have filed affidavits. And in those affidavits, they will probably name all the people that Epstein trafficked them to, which would be, of course, I mean, um, uh, that uh, Bill Clinton. Virginia Roberts. <laughs> who, yeah. Yeah, she, Bill Clinton. That, you know, she has said, you know, the Prince Andrew and yes. other global uh, leaders Joshua that she was himself. trafficked to. Yeah. Yeah. That this would all come out. And the other ones would name the world leaders and stuff that he trafficked to because they'll say trafficked to, to, um, to Alan Dershowitz and other uh, world leaders things those names would be in those records and yeah. that's why they're fighting so hard to not release them and then you know last year let's talk about the death of, of jenny moore too now her this is so horrible now she dies and she had just um done this interview this taped interview with, with the guy that was raped by bill clinton and other dc politicians and elites um was 26 now and she got an taped his interview and everything, and and was ready to put it out, and then she dies. Okay, she and took she him. Remember, she took people. him to an FBI agent. Remember, he gave a statement too. She went with him to meet with an FBI agent that she thought was going to help them. Right, and then she trusted. She trusted because she said, you know, in her videos, if you watch her, she said, you know, that they're trying to kill her, and they will, but it won't yeah. end because she set up dead switches with her. To, for her um, research and information to be released, even if she's killed. Well, one of them she did that with is Thomas Paine. He goes by Thomas Kane, Paine, but his real name is Michael Moore. Well, that's who she trusted it with, and he still has not released that research from her. She trusted him, and that son of a bitch has not released that research. This is so horrible. Yeah, it because, is. Because it's it wasn't just Bill Clinton. It was other ones, too, that, that he named. You know, the yeah, Bronze and Yacht. This is yeah, what they do. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And so here we sit. And I mean, I have put up on um, on Twitter account after Michael Moore, you know, just railing him for not releasing this. And 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 they had they had ritual abuse, deaths and everything else going on on these yachts. That this is what he's hiding. That Michael Moore, from, you know, who he trusted to put this out. And I said, he's letting the elites rape and and kill all these children as we speak. And he yeah. refuses to put that information out. 
and I, I could put that on there, you know, 10 times in a day on his Twitter account. He never replies or nothing. He just, and, and this will be a year in August that she died. And so now we come up to uh, this month later here, we have uh, Isaac Cappy. And it, it is most dangerous now because he knows damn well that Alan Dershowitz is behind us, keeping them records sealed, and for good reason, as we've been talking about. And yeah. Then yeah. they kill him. You know, well, they can't kill all of us, you know, but we're not. No. We are not letting up on this. No. And I think, uh, you know, the reality is that most people, while they may not know the details, they recognize that this is actually going on and it is actually a serious problem. And, you know, one of the things you were pointing out, how all of this is tied together, you know, you look at um, Michael Avenatti, for example, and his role in the, um, you know, Stormy Daniels scandal. And then, you know, it turns out, He's one of the attorneys for Claire Bronfman that had never been uh, disclosed to the judge, which is, you know, which they're required to do. So they really are all tied together. They are working in a very sophisticated network to protect one another and um, sustain this model of extortion and corruption. I mean, it's a... It's an organized crime syndicate is what it is. Oh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, this bit about Tom Hanks putting out that uh, thing on his Instagram, you know, and I mean, right. this is satanic. This is satanic. Yeah. That these, this is what we're fighting against. And, you know, and then, and then how ironic, how he knows to put it out on April 4th, 42 days before the 42-year-old Isaac supposedly killed himself. Post a picture of a glove laying there on the ground on his Instagram account, and then he writes, Historic Route 66, roadkill? I hope not. Hanks. And then the, next, the day before um, Isaac's death, he put, up, he put up this picture of this red handkerchief on his Instagram. And the researchers are, are saying that that's a, that's, a, um, that's a code, that's a satanic code for suicide. I mean, this is so bizarre. This is so well, they bizarre. could have hacked his account. Too. Like, you know, or was this before he died, you said? Yes, the day before his supposed oh, suicide, he puts up this picture of this red handkerchief. And then researchers are saying that that's a symbol of, of suicide. Yeah. Hmm. This is, I just I don't see him this. committing suicide. I just don't see No, it. he did not. He did not. You know, and then this guy that, that this, um, this tour guide, you know, he says he drives under that overpass every time he takes people to Grand Canyon. And he drove over it two hours after Isaac's death. He said there was no cops. There was no cleanup people around. There was no, you know, anybody, like, directing traffic or something like what happened after this. And then I seen this morning another woman um, wrote in a comment that she rode by there at, at like, um, about an hour and 15 minutes after he supposed to be committed suicide. And she, she said there was nothing there then either. And so then this uh-huh. other guy, this Michael Dage, he calls this Bart Graves from the Department of Safety, but this guy is supposedly corrupt, too. He, supposedly, this Bart Graves used to be the head of the um, Democratic National Party out there or something. And so then he told them, he, he told this Michael Day that they didn't get the scene cleaned up until 1030. Now, this is two people now. I knew about the one, but I found out about the second woman later that rode by there and said there was nothing. 
yeah. Something, no, this is, something's definitely not right about all that. This is so sick, and this is getting really, really scary. You know that. Um, well, these guys have acted with impunity for so long. They fully expect to get away with all of this. I mean, and and then the other thing that they do is that you know they they recognize that all that they need is to constantly delay this stuff. They just need to find ways yeah. to you know drag it out as long as possible. I mean, you look at the Jeffrey Epstein case; goes back twenty years, right? Yeah, it's More the longest human trafficking case in the history of this country. And here it is, yeah. still going. Yeah, still going. Well, and the latest in people the associated report with is, it dying. Yeah. Well, this uh, this week in the testimony in the in the Nexium case, they had uh, they had an expert. Well, he's not an expert. He was an owner of this sex toy manufacturer. Uh, testified, and he told uh, that it, that they had. Uh, they had bought nine hundred and twenty-two dollars worth of sex toys, or purchased from his uh, his I don't know from his company, and the, the bazaar, and they showed these to the jury. One of them's a hanging rubber strap cage. It costs two hundred and ninety-nine oh ninety-five. Oh yes, oh yes, and then down here, and then a studded rubber paddle, then a remote puppy trainer. It's perfect for puppy play or naughty slaves. It says. And then down here, and then they had um, easy access slice, thigh sling with wrist cuffs. Just, and then, then they had a, they have an actual jail cell, a two piece of dungeon furniture sold for $1,049.99. And then they had a steel puppy cage, not for animals, it says, cost $849. And then they had a, uh, Wireless vibrating remote good boy vibrating butt plug. Uh, and they showed all this to the jury. You know, showed them pictures of all this, what they bought. I mean, this is just so sick. I mean, this is what's yeah. going on in these cults. That This is just so, so sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Scary. you know, and and again, these girls who have made these accusations, I mean, imagine coming out, you know, especially when you have 24 now, okay, that's no small number that have come forward about Alan Dershowitz alone. And, you know, he, he, you know, went back on the airwaves to smear all of them and accuse them of being prostitutes, where when you're a child, you cannot prostitute yourself, okay? There's no consent there. So, I mean, the idea that he would accuse these girls of being prostitutes is just sick beyond belief. But, well, you know, as all this um, has been breaking open, I was so mad because all the cable networks would still have him on as a pundit, you know, to talk right. about other issues. Even when this was yep. revealed, they wouldn't ask him about, about this, you know. But then he finally went on The View. And on there, um, they brought up, you know, about the two new charges against him and everything. And again, he said, you know, that that Virginia Roberts is just a liar and a prostitute. And they kind of confronted him on it, you know, that a prostitute, you know, these were underage girls, you know, that right. calling them liars and prostitutes wasn't right. Well, do you know, since then, I haven't seen him back on, on any um, notice on any cable news shows out there talking again, because they would put him on to oh, talk wow. about other issues, you know, what, what's going on, you know, with the 
Trump administration and things like this, you know, or the trials that the you know, all the garbage that's going on with the right. Trump administration. But they wouldn't ask him about this. But then on the view they had him on and and um like I said, he's just going on and, you know, referring to these girls as prostitutes and it's so ridiculous. You know, uh Epstein's running this global child sex trafficking ring and and traveling these girls all over the world and everything, but then he calls them prostitutes. So now um I haven't noticed anybody else having them on again. And I hope mm-hmm. that's a good sign. And then there was a, well, we talked about it last week, but um, but I had seen a report with the headline, you know, that uh, Harvard fires fires a professor, you know, and for for oh, right. defending sex abuser or something. And I thought, oh, great, it's finally, it's finally him, you know. But it wasn't. It was another professor that uh, had been representing Weinstein in the Weinstein right. case. And, of course, right. people don't realize that the same judge in the, in the um, Epstein case is is the judge in the Weinstein case. So, I mean, this is so bizarre. I didn't know that. Wait. Yes. So, is, did the judge die then? Is that the same judge that died? Yeah. Yeah, I think his name was Mara. He was 96 years old. I mean, that's bizarre. No, and he was the judge at? in the... Oh, wow. For both cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. right. I mean... <laughs> So bizarre! Wow. And while we're all distracted by this, which I mean, I can't think of anything that would distract me more than than following these two cases. You know, everything else that's happening, I I have to wonder if this isn't a distraction from everything else that's happening. And one of the things is that I follow this um, Orville Dam out there in California that's ready to collapse. You know, uh-huh. and right. and it is. It is so hard to get any information on that, on that Orville Dam, because they're blocking it all on the Internet. You know, that dam is up to, well, last time I checked, it was up to 901, wait, no, 891 feet it was up to this morning. And the overflow one is 901 feet. And it's raining like crazy out there. You know, and, and this again. It's so hard for me to find information on this. And, you know, the latest reports from people that I look up, um, they're telling people to get out. Get out now. This is going to flood. And and, and now this morning I heard that there's a couple other dams in, in California that are ready to flood. And, and, and I think it was Paul Preston or no, maybe Scott Cahill, that if, if these other dams, it'd be millions of people that will die. These dams flood. Well, I mean, and the other thing so that I had crazy. heard, I, I I can't remember where, but um, someone had posted about how if if the if they really were interested in averting a disaster, they would have allowed some of the water out of the dam already in a controlled manner to lower the table. So that all this they new can't. precipitation would not cause it to overflow, but they deliberately chose not to do that. They can't do it. The, the spillway don't work. The one point oh, right. billion dollars they spent the, that new spillway does not work. When they tried to run it, they tried to run it once, and it didn't even get that much water overflow, and they had to stop it. There is. I don't think there is a way that they can release this water. And then, you know, they cause all these stores. It's weather warfare being waged against us. All this rain out there now that's adding to this, and then they caused a big snowstorm up up in the mountains. So 
So this right. big snowstorm with this rain will melt the snow, will melt down into these dams, and the dams above the Orville Dam are all full, and they rely on releasing little goat in the Orville Dam. This is insane what they're doing. They're wiping out California. I have no doubt about it. And then they'll start the wildfires and finish the job here soon. Right. This is scary what they're, what's going on in this country. And then when we swing over to the other bit with the vaccine business, what they're trying to pull, trying to poison the whole country now with these vaccines. And you know, the people behind this are the Democrats. You know, I'm not, I don't belong to any party, to any corrupt party, you know, but in this country, they've divided up into the Democrats and Republicans. Well, behind this vaccine business is the Democrats. And the same with this abortion business, with killing these babies right up to the time of birth and letting them babies die if they're born well, alive you know, to Hillary, that lotion. Abortion. Yeah, Hillary Pardon? Clinton, under the Obama administration, uh, when she was Secretary of State, provided um, uh, safe harbor to fugitives from Ecuador who had stolen about $400 million from Ecuador. And they were, they had uh, founded these companies here in the U.S. called Da Vinci Biologics and Da Vinci Sciences. And they were caught illegally brokering aborted baby parts. Uh, and Hillary Clinton, again, gave them protection from prosecution. So nothing happened to them. But, yes, she's, there's lots of evidence that, you know, when, when she's there, that's the sign that the whole, you know, Democratic Party is there because she, wherever she led, they would follow. And, of course, they knew what was going on. Look at Planned Parenthood, how they, you know, oh. they lined up right behind her. Right, right. So. And then the taxpayers, we give them, what do we give them, like $600 million or something a year or something? The Planned Parenthood thing, and then they turn around yeah. and they give money. They give money back to all these abortion proponents, like the one in yep. I think. Oh shoot, I won't remember which name it was, but it just came out. The one in maybe it's Virginia, the one that just signed the bill where they'll kill them babies, you know, even if they're born alive. Stuff that they'd give him two million dollars. I mean, this you know, it's our tax dollars, and they funnel it this racket. They funnel it then to put these these Satanist baby killers into office. Yeah. This is so scary. I mean, I, I have to admit, I told people that I used to support, I used to be pro-choice, you know. And this is this is back, I never followed this for years, you know. But this is back when I thought, you know, the, the women were having, having abortions in their second or third month at max, you know, and that they had right. late-term abortions only when it was, um, for a matter of the mother's life or the baby's life or something like this, you know, that, and I didn't follow up on this, but what I found out since that th this is happening all the time, killing these babies yeah. right up to the time of birth. And yes, they're sacrificing them because yes, they are taking their body parts and selling them. And it's very kind profitable of stuff. business. Yes. Yes. And I, and I said, you know, now I'm dead against it. I said, they have the nail in the coffin was this bit where they will, will not even provide medical care to infants that survive those abortion procedures. They just leave them lay there and die. I mean, this is over the top for me. That yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm for all of them that are totally against it altogether now. You know, but other, the other states are doing it, you know, that um, um, abortion's okay until they can hear the heartbeat, which is usually about six weeks. 
but otherwise some yeah. eight weeks, you know. And I said to people, well, that's long enough. I said, a woman can f- find out a day or two after she misses her period that she's pregnant. That gives them plenty of time to go have that abortion. You know, that those laws should stay in place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only exception to that, far. I would say, is, you know, maybe a child who has been um, you know, raped by a relative and doesn't know any better that they're even pregnant. You know, I mean, that, that's one except that's the only thing I can come up with. But I, I agree with you. I felt I. You know, I, I was not aware the extent to which this was going on. And I also, when you put that together with all of the overwhelming evidence that Planned Parenthood and numerous private organizations are in the business of, of brokering aborted baby parts, and you have a major food company that makes flavorings with aborted baby parts, you right. can't deny it any longer, and and I mean it's a simp- it, it's staring us right in the face. I, you can't, it's not speculation. I mean, you know, all no. the evidence is right there. And you know, I can't uh, I can't imagine any people that I know that are in the Democratic Party that would be backing this. That would say this is okay to have them babies that survive abortion and just leave them lay there and die and not give them medical treatment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope no. I don't have any family members or friends in that Democratic Party that would support that. Well, I mean, I mean and that's the thing, Evelyn, with all of this. It's just what it shows us is that, in fact, this notion of representative government is a fraud. How often oh. do we see these elected, quote-unquote, elected officials representing our interests or the public will? They don't even propose legislation that benefits us much less vote in ways that benefit us they are all there serving their corporate masters only and so the whole notion that we can elect officials to you know protect our interests has been proven a complete fraud here and and that's right. that's one of the reasons why we need to do away with the federal government entirely it hasn't been around that long and we really can't afford it because it's killing all of us as as you mentioned earlier yeah. you know look at the mandatory vaccine push these things are known oh to be deadly and known to have a long track record of causing serious permanent injuries as well absolutely and yet Absolutely. That's what Congress is is looking to force vaccines on us. Right, right. This country is run by the the pharmaceutical industrial complex and the military industrial complex. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God! You know this bit no. of them going to force everybody to be vaccinated with these poisons? Well, and the this thing is, is too, you know, it would be one thing if they had you know, demonstrated their safety and efficacy. But the simple truth of the matter is that, you know, as you know, um, Evelyn, that Robert F. Kennedy sued the Department of Health and Human Services to see the safety data they are required to submit to Congress every two years for more than 30 years, and only to find out that they had never once ever done it. And this was given, this was a requirement made in exchange for the pharmaceutical companies getting immunity from prosecution. Yeah, making it so, so none of us could sue them when they injured or killed us or our children. Yes, and this was right. also... That was the deal. 
Yep. And this was also when there were only a handful of vaccines that were given to children. But since then, so now now we know after more than 30 years and the explosion in the number of vaccines that are given. So not only is there not safety data on the individual vaccines, there's zero safety data on the um, combinations that they give now. They don't give a child four, five, six vaccines in a single visit. But then oh, I know it. I know on it. top of no safety data, we also, uh, you know, four billion dollars in vaccine injury settlements have been paid. So we have overwhelming evidence that not only is there no safety data, we have like crushing evidence that these are dangerous. These are, you know, again, when you consider how difficult it is to sue a vaccine um, pharmaceutical company and that, you know, the cases that see daylight are a tiny fraction of the total that deserve prosecution. So, you know, $4 billion in settlements paid, and these are for deaths and permanent injuries. These are not high fevers and rashes. These are people whose children were killed by vaccines. More children have been killed by the measles vaccine than have died from measles in the last, what, 20 years? Absolutely. Right. How does that make any right. sense? Well, you know what? <clears throat> you know what make, it makes me wonder, you know, when we're discussing this, they were supposed to give those reports every two years to Congress. Where are the Congress members? Why hasn't any one of them spoke up and said, hey, where's our vaccine safety data? They're too busy taking checks from the pharma lobby. <sighs> The big pharma lobby is now larger than the big oil and gas lobby in Congress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Bobby, you know, this is so awful because this is so divided. But it has to be with I mean, even Bobby Kennedy's own family members are coming out against him for speaking out. I mean, vaccines. It's incredible. And, you know, that last video that he put out, you know, he said in addressing Congress, members of Congress and his family. But he's not quitting. Yeah. Well, you know, and then in addition to the fact that there's, you know, no safety data, there's overwhelming evidence that these things are lethal and, and very oh, yeah. dangerous. But then we have this case of the U.S. naval ship that has been under quarantine for almost four months now that got a measles outbreak in February, I believe it was, and then went ahead and um, revaccinated, gave boosters to all of the uh, members on the sh- of the sh- uh, who were on the ship, only to have them all get sick too. So no safety right. data, overwhelming right, evidence that these are these are dangerous and lethal, and now we have overwhelming evidence among a 100% vaccinated population that they don't work. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So now, on that, there is on that, no argument that, to be made. You know, that's the same vaccine. Wasn't it the mumps, not the measles? I think it was well, the, I think it's the mumps. it's all given together. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But it's the same vaccine. You know, that don't work. It does not work no. for any of these illnesses. And Robert F. Kennedy was saying the other day on the video that he had out that 
I think it's 170 some or something illnesses and diseases and everything that have been created since they put out all these mandatory vaccines. And like he said, when he was a child, he got three vaccines. That was it. And he said that after they passed that law where you can't sue the pharmaceutical industries in 1989, it jumped up when they started adding all these vaccines to the schedule that all these illnesses and everything started occurring. And he said, you know, like he's got all these kids and he said they were all vaccinated. And he said, and um, when he was vaccinated, he said, they didn't have any of these illnesses and I didn't either. You know, I only got three vaccines when I was a kid too. And um, he said, now he said, like, how come his kids now all of a sudden got all these food allergies and peanut allergies and things like this, things that never occurred, you know, before they got all these vaccines. Yep. Yep, but it's a racket. And I have children. said this, you know, I've been reporting on this since 2004, that this is a racket. They give these vaccines and they make these kids sick and then they then they prescribe all these other drugs to treat all the illnesses that were caused from them vaccines. It's a, it's a racket going around. Yep. And Bobby talked about that in his video too. That and all these other yep. drugs are harming harming the kids too. You know, well, and Evelyn, you know, again, evidence. You know, they we claim to have the best healthcare system. We claim to have best medicine and all of this other stuff. Yet the data says different. Our infants are receive the largest number of vaccinations. But they also die at the fastest rate yes. among Western nations. We have, and not by a small percentage. It would be one right. thing if, you know, you compared us to our peers and we were, you know, we had point, you know, five <clears throat> percent more death. No, it's right. two to no. three times the number of deaths. You look even at Cuba; they have four. Infant deaths per 1,000 births. The U.S. has six infant deaths per 1,000 births. That is 50% higher than Cuba. Right, right, right. Yeah, we have the sickest generation of children that we've ever had. In fact, it's more than one generation because I've been writing about this, like I said, since 2004. It's two or three generations. The sickest generation of children in the world. And we have yep. the mandatory vaccine. And I think, didn't Bobby say that they're up to like 72 now? This yes. year, next year, there's going to be 75 vaccines kids yep. are supposed to get? It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Well, I don't care what they threaten me with. I will never inject them poisons into me. Never. Yeah, you have I mean, to they wonder to where door, this is they all going to go. Yeah, they say they're sending out nurses, UPS, to go door-to-door to people. Well, I said, I'm going to be armed, and there is no way they are poisoning me with them vaccines, and I don't care what law they pass. Well, and, and it's the other ridiculous. irony is the only... This bit of measles. The... I mean, measles is nothing. Me and my sisters all Correct. had measles, and I don't even remember any of us even being sick or even being up in bed with them. I think we were just covered with little dots and stayed at home. Yeah. Making this no, a crisis over measles. Yes. But how, but now they're going to get away with it. I mean, it was May 3rd. I looked up yesterday, that, that and it was put forth by the Democrats to do this mandatory vaccine on everybody. I mean, this so is it passed crazy. the House? Did you yeah. vote yeah. on it? Oh, my God. It passed, it passed oh my the God. House. Yeah. 
Well, it's still got to pass the Senate, and then it's got. Uh, can Trump veto that bill? He won't, though. He can, but he won't. You don't think so, eh? No, he already said he took Bobby Kennedy off of the case. He's like, we don't need you anymore. And he's quoted as yeah. saying, I think vaccines are good now. He's completely turned yeah. around on that. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. And then Bobby Kennedy in his video, he said he tried to talk to other Democrats. You know, he tried to talk to Adam Schiff about about this and all the harm that these these vaccines have caused and all these corporations, all these Every single one of those uh, pharmaceutical corporations has paid billions of dollars in fines over the last, since like 2009, you know. And he said, he tried to tell them, do you think they had a, uh, a yes, Jesus moment when it came to uh, vaccines, that they wouldn't poison everybody with vaccines? And he describes how the Vioxx, how they knew that that was going to kill a bunch of people when they put that out. And they put it out knowing it, and it killed hundreds of thousands of people at Vioxx. And I reported on that back then, too. That um, yeah. this is just awful. And back then in the Vioxx case, too, with Merck, and Merck is a big, Merck is the producer of um, of the uh, measles vaccine, and that they would, they would, they put out a list that they would go and destroy any experts that talk bad about Vioxx, you know, during this litigation. This was just horrible what came out. But like he said, they, you think they had a go to Jesus moment when it comes to vaccines? Well, that's the other thing I don't understand. It's like, what do you expect is going to happen to your children and your grandchildren? Like, do they That's what I don't, I cannot understand for the life of me that, you know, okay, maybe they don't care about themselves, but it's like, what if you, what about the people you love and the generations to come after them? Like, it just blows my mind. The, the thinking well, behind the, the lack of thought behind this. Jesus, I didn't know it had already passed the House. God. Uh, well, well, I'm pretty sure it did. Well, I just posted it yesterday on my Facebook page. It, I'm pretty sure it did, or or was it just introduced, and maybe it didn't pass? But you didn't hear. It I don't pass, know, huh? Evelyn. You, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't been following it closely enough. So um, you're probably. More accurate this than is me. So hard, on you know, the trying to yeah. research all these things, you know, that are coming yeah. on us. That no, this is almost very serious. Get all of them. Yeah. Pardon? Mm. It's all very serious. I mean, you know, these are weapons. Again, they're not missiles that are blowing up and and shredding us, but they are weapons, nevertheless. They are chemical weapons that are being sprayed all over the sky being put oh, in our water and floor in the form of fluoride. We're being injected yes. with bioweapons with these vaccines. Um, I mean, the 5G well, is even glyphosate. even glyphosate vaccines. Yes, yes. Aborted fetal cells, um, blood yeah. plasma, aluminum, mercury, formaldehyde, uh, you name it. I mean, the, uh, monkey cells. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, back when I had my kids, my kids got shots, but I don't even think, I don't even think they did until they were six months old. I had the same doctor delivered my children that, that was my doctor when I was a child, you know, and mm-hmm. he delivered my children and he, he took care of everything. I mean, listen to this, Trish. Back then, this would have been in 1960. Eight sixty-seven, sixty-seven. You know that he charged me seventy-five dollars for my whole treatment 
my pregnancy, my delivery, taking care of me and the baby wow. afterwards at $75. Four years later, I'm pregnant again. And I go to him and he said, I want to know if I had insurance yet. And I said, uh, no. And he said, well, I have to charge $125 this time. You know, we got to kind of keep up, you know, right. things. Wow, and then, wow, wow. And then at the hospital. I mean, he was so wonderful. And then at the hospital, when it was time to deliver, he tried to deliver me outside of the uh, maternity room because they charged fifty dollars for that, and he didn't want to, you know, really waste my money. <laughs> but then, then, then he forgot he had to take me in there at the last minute. But I mean, this guy was so great. And anyhow, I'm sure that my babies didn't even get their first vaccine till six months old. So now what they're doing to babies, I mean, I I took videos because this friend of mine didn't believe this, that they were shooting these babies up with these infants up with these vaccines. And I found videos of them giving children vaccines, and it's two months, six months, nine months, and, and a year. They're giving them four at one time. I mean, it's like a Satanist. You watch them. They had the parents hold down these infants in these big needles. They give them a stab in one leg, then another stab in that leg, then another stab in the other leg, and another uh, stab in the other. A two months old. And kids go these into babies, seizures. Sometimes they go into seizures. Yeah. They can't even breathe. They're screaming so hard. And they do it again yeah. at six months, nine months, and a year. And I'm a former counselor, and I did a lot of family counseling. And I'm telling you, these kids have been traumatized by getting these vaccines like this. When they grow older, they won't even realize where this is coming from, this fear and everything. But this is traumatizing to those children to be held down. And it's poison. Uh, it, yes. it is absolute poison. It's like Satan holding no... these infants down and stabbing them needles into them like that. And then these, these caregivers infants. have no idea. They, they, they are absolutely certain that there's, you know, all the safety data is there. They've never seen any of it. They've never right. read, read the package inserts. They have no idea, and yet they will insist that your child needs this, um, you know, injection in order to be well. And, and that's the part that really bothers me. Is these are people who are supposed to be highly educated and know what they're talking about, and they don't even know the most basic facts about what they're doing. Right. But, you know, people keep saying, you know, the doctors don't know what they're doing and everything. That That is totally false, you know. I keep talking about, you know, that my boyfriend had this hernia surgery that he went to, and I thought it was a year ago. It was two years ago. This doctor back then knew about it. I mean, when he had to go in for a checkup, we were no sooner in the room, and the nurse's assistant, she don't even know what he's there yet for. Um, did you get your flu shot? You know, and I got so mad, you know, when I went right off at her. I told her, you don't even know what he's here for, and you're pushing him vaccines already. And then when the surgeon came in, now he doesn't give vaccines. But I started going off at him, too, about the hospital pushing this toxic vaccine. And he admitted to me that he knows that they're damaging. And he says the hospital forces them to um, have the vaccine and he has to get one. But he doesn't let his wife or his children have any vaccines. Now, this is two years ago already. Now, he had seen the movie Vaxxed. You know, wow. these doctors know what they're doing. But they are paid so much money that they don't even give a shit that they're killing and injuring all these children. You know, we talked about this before. I said it's between 50 and 80 percent that these pediatric quacks make up of giving these vaccines. That's just regular money of their income is made up of shooting up these kids. But then the insurance companies give them like $400,000 a year if they if they vaccinate a certain amount of their kids. And then it goes up to 800000 So look at how much they're paying these quacks to poison these kids. And they know they're doing it. 
and they don't care. They don't care. Money will buy anything, I guess. And when you've privatized health care, yes, but this doesn't happen yes. in other countries because they have, right. you know, public health care. Right. And we have a privatized education system. We Everything is privatized, and that's why none of it serves us. None of it is designed to serve us. It's designed to profit the owners. Right, right. Well, it, well, in the, you talked about this before. The CDC has invested in these vaccines, right? Yeah, they own the patents to, I, I think, more than a dozen of these vaccines that they are for which they are providing recommendations, which is on its face an absolute violation of ethics codes. But it is also, you know, what they're doing is criminal because they're they're um, marketing these things fraudulently, claiming their safety data, claiming they're effective, and claiming that they don't harm children, which we know for all of those are outright lies. Right, right. And now they've been, and then now for the last, oh, it's probably been 10 years, they've been pushing these vaccines on pregnant women too, so they, they poison these infants right in the womb now. It's really oh, just well, so exciting. Time is up already. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Trish. All righty, Evelyn. We'll see you next week. Okay, we'll see you people next week. Goodbye.